0: Podcasting from Boston, Massachusetts, the city of innovation, education, and of course, Fenway Park, this is TI Clergy Corner, bringing you timely, insightful, and impactful sermons from Temple Israel of Boston. In this episode, we'll hear Rabbi Elaine Zeker's Shabbat Awakenings, a reflection as we make our way toward Shabbat entitled, Why Purim? Purim.
1: Is its origin story true? Does it matter? How did it make it into the biblical canon anyway? It may be a silly story, but doesn't every governmental household have an egocentric, maniacal, heinous person, a naive ruler whose life is dictated by those who surround him, who provide the narrative and soundbite for the people, but who hardly wonders, like the king of Camelot, what the people are doing tonight, as the song goes? The, paradigm of ethics, who won't bow down to any person, even one who is almost as powerful as the king, but who will, by the way, cast his niece or cousin or relative, whichever, into the harem as a way to get her into the palace. The potential savior, who doesn't want to act for justice when the time arrives and must be cajoled, urged, pushed to act to save her people. So does it bring comfort that Haman not only gets his comeuppance, but also that his whole family hangs for it? By the way, we usually skip that part. Does it soothe our souls that the history of the Jewish people has been summed up with the pithy summary, they tried to kill us, we survived, let's eat? Why is this story here? Could it be a way to prepare for the worst, but hope for the best? Could it be a tale of a time when everything that could have gone wrong actually didn't and the Jews survived? Towards the end of the story of Esther, after Haman meets his demise and the Jewish people are saved, a decree went out that the, quote, Jews could avenge themselves of their enemies, end quote, chapter 8, verse 13 of Esther. The text actually shares an interesting and incredible piece of information from verse 17 of chapter 8. Many of the people of the land professed to be Jews, for the fear of the Jews had fallen upon them. Imagine living in a land without power. They retrieved it back through imagination. They didn't have to give up when they told stories. Back then, they may not have been able to protect themselves, but it seems to me that the story of Esther planted seeds of agency and strength. What happened after? Did Vashti go on to live a life secluded from the whim of the royals, or did she create a new kingdom with a welcoming palace where everyone was in charge of his or her own body and dance moves without influence of others? Did Esther's actions bring her closer to Ashverosh, where they finally ruled together in holy matrimonial bliss? Or perhaps empowered by her own voice did esther create a new organization where the women of the harem could gather to share their concerns about the palace and their role and work to make changes for all involved and what of mordechai could he ever come down from his high horse literally of being led through the town by haman himself after saving the king from a murderous plot Did he go on to represent other princesses and queens, monetizing his skill as manager of beautiful and smart women? The story of Esther may be made up, but the situation and the characters involved remain to this day. We could continue to make up stories, but we know now that we cannot stand or sit idly by. We can no longer expect the worst. History has taught us to bring out the best in all of us. It may take a huge effort, but that is the better way for the story to end. Happy Purim. Shabbat Shalom.
0: This has been a Temple Israel of Boston production. Join us next time for another episode of T.I. Clergy Corner.